It's a Carcon Carne Extra I'm recording without my car at Riot Fest. And on day one of Riot Fest, I sat down with Greg from Dillinger Escape Plan, just as that band's getting ready to ride off into the sunset from backstage at Riot Fest. Here we go. It's Carcon Carne. Dissociation. Is this really the end? Um, this is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for um, this foreseeable future, uh, I think that we're, we're going to stop afterwards. Um, it's so weird to even say that. I've been you know, obviously doing a lot of press about that. It's frustrating because uh, you, know, you have a new record coming out, so you want to like, be amped about your record. But obviously the, the uh, impending gloom and doom of our demise is what everyone wants to talk about. But it's not so much a, uh, that, that we're that were like you know the, the thing it's tough for people to understand is that there's no like big like story there's no like big tumultuous like we're done with each other we hate each other which would be so much nicer and neater and cleaner when you have an acrimonious you know mm-hmm. split someone throws their guitar down and walks off stage yeah, throws punches throws everything style, yeah. Or, yeah, or black flag or anything like when, when things are just like sudden and brutal I think there's more of like a something to talk about but I think we just kind of reached a point where we're like I, th- I think that we're that we're we're about to encapsulate everything that we do and with this record and maybe it's a good time to to have a line break of some sort and let some time go by and if we decide to ever get back in a room and write songs together we will and if not i think we're all pretty happy about it when did this the decision to call it a day was it before recording was it during recording we were about two-thirds of the way done writing the music i hadn't written any of the lyrics yet um and it was kind of in the air you know we could just feel that like we had grown not apart but we had grown a lot since the last time as individuals as a a collective and uh it felt like we were taking a little bit longer to write like everything just felt like maybe we were uh slowing down a bit and um ben is the first person to give it a name he called me and uh we started talking about the record and the next couple years and what we're gonna do and uh he was like, yeah, you know, and maybe this will be uh, the last one for a while. And I was like, yeah, you never know. And, and then he's like, well, why don't we just say, you know, why don't we just call it? Like, why don't we just call it and go do other things? And, and then I was like immediately like, oh, shit, you know, like that's a, a terrifying idea because you don't have a safety net anymore. But it right. actually, the more we talked about it and got out of the fear aspect of it, the more it felt right. And uh, I think that we've always operated based on what feels correct in, in our band. And... Uh, it just felt right like it felt more exciting than than uh than just being in the grind you know like sometimes you you don't remember whether you're doing things because you want to anymore or because that's just what you do when you wake up every day oh i'll make another record then i'm gonna go on tour then i'm gonna make another record then i'm gonna go on tour and uh luckily we're still at the point where we really do want to do this and oddly enough we're having a we're getting along better than ever and and the decision to call it a day has kind of illuminated everything in a way it's given um it's given a sort of uh weird value to all our time together and it's starting to make us look upon like what we've accomplished maybe a little bit more fondly than just trying to constantly grind we're starting to look back now and be like man we actually maybe did something kind of cool together you know well and you're following the the rock and roll motto of 
burning out before fading away. I mean, well, you, you leave them wanting more. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's better to burn out than fade away. No, it's true. To me, I mean, we're all so creative, and I don't think that, uh, you know, that we're none of us are going to stop playing. It's just I think that uh, at a certain time you have to have faith in yourself as an artist that maybe this will force you to do something more un- something uncomfortable or or more exciting. To Not more exciting, that's not the word. Um, just... Um, to take yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit and Dillinger so lullabies I could see you doing I lullabies do children's just, books yes yeah. <laughs> and lullabies take that but, voice uh, in a different direction well for me it's it's about too like what uh what happens when you don't know the format you know like if you're making a movie like what kind of movie are you going to make when you know it's not going to be the sequel to the sequel to the sequel that you already you already made you know it's to me I've, I said it in an interview today I don't want to see Pirates of the Caribbean 19 you know like I want to see one and then maybe a few or, you know I don't want to see any but you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear you, you don't want to see mean. any I've of them I've right. never seen any of them but uh but yeah I, 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 I'm more excited honestly to see what everybody does I, I'm such a fan of everyone that yeah, I'm in the band with and I'm excited to see what those guys do when we're not all together you know? well and Dillinger's always been a band I mean there are no real rules to what right. you're doing I mean you've been genre busting right. from the get go yeah I mean uh, the other thing too is that like we're in a different time where like the I don't think we're ever going to exist outside of this world to a great degree like anything we ever do individually is still going to kind of be always umbrellaed under Dillinger escape plan as far as like a fan base goes and things like that so I think when people you know, no matter how far you go, you're always gonna be, you're always gonna be in, in the realm of the thing that you came up in. You know, Henry Rollins is never gonna be able to escape Black Flag. Like right. Mike Patton could never, no matter how many things he did, stop hearing about Faith No More. You know, his audience is still primarily the audience that he acquired during that time. Um, so I don't, I don't think we're gonna be like the first people to, you know, come out of this and somehow like not have anything to do with the band like I think we'll always still be a family and and we feel so strongly about our fan base and we have such a connection with them but I think we'll always exist in in this realm you know it's not like anyone's like I'm fucking out of here I don't want anything to do with Dillinger Escape Plan you know so what does this mean for you as you're performing as you're supporting this album as you're doing things like Riot Fest is there added emotion as you're playing these songs? There was added emotion definitely writing them because once we knew that we were wrapping up, then it becomes like this urgency to make sure that you get everything that you want to get out into this record. Like we want to encapsulate everything we do as a band, every, anything I can do as a singer, anything I want to say as a lyricist or, or, or put onto paper emotionally. Or I want to make sure that this is the, the record that... Like you said, you want to go out with a bang, you know, so we really wanted to make sure if this truly is the end, that if five, six, seven, eight years from now, we really do not write another song together. Like, I really want to make sure that I got everything, you know, in the kitchen sink into the the record that I wanted to. And I think that it made the record better knowing that we were, and and more emotionally heavy, and and certainly some of the sentiment of knowing that we were going to break up, the emotional weight of that uh, crept into the record a little bit thematically. Um, Really strange coincidences, like the title had already, I already had the title long before the conversation, and people think dissociation is a comment on the band breaking up, but I had that title before, so it's very strange that 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 sentiment was in the air before we even 
you know, gave it a name. Accidental foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. It's really, ni- really nice creatively when those kind of synchronicities happen because then you're like, okay, cool. I didn't mean this, but now that it's there, I can, you know, play with it a little bit. But yeah, once uh, the time that we're spending on tour and the time that we're playing the songs, it's, it's uh, everything's got more weight now. You know, just our interactions with one another are more far more precious you know because we don't even live near one another we live in different states so it's tough to know how much we're even going to see each other after this is over because we would not have any reason to occupationally we would have to go out of our way just to hang out so it's all becoming really interesting and, and poignant in a, in a weird way I, I don't think we can talk about your band without talking about the live show right high energy intense how nuts does one <laughs> of your shows have to have to be for you to say wow that that shit was kind of crazy it has to get to the point where I feel like there may be police intervention. Like <laughs> there is other shows, you know, because most of the time you exist in sort of a ADD void when you're on stage because there's so much stimulus and so many things happening. Actually, funny, I read, a, I just picked up that Metallica book that came up the other day, and there's like a part in there where Hetfield is talking about shows being like this bizarre, like smear of things like oh there's a kid falling over the railing and oh there's you know someone flipping me off over there and shit Kirk just went out of tune and now the show's over but there's actually a lot of things that happen but it's just this weird kind of smear and I think the best shows are the ones you remember the least because those are the ones you're the most present in so a lot of the shows that people said were really crazy I have I don't have a memory of unless there's a good YouTube video of it for me to to go back <laughs> that and look at makes perfect sense to hear you say it like that because you're in the you're in a little bit of a zone and then later on someone's like did you remember that thing and I'm like I don't I just remember the video of it that someone sent me but the shows where you're really taken out of the element and you're like oh shit this is a little bit crazy are the ones where you start to fear that there may be police showing up or you know it's like turning into a small riot or they shut you down or the PA goes off because they're like hey this is getting a little bit too much but uh it doesn't happen that often you know where uh people are pretty good at governing themselves our fans are not the type of people to hurt one another and uh so usually when things at this point we've played places so many times that the, the clubs are not as as like horrified as they were 10 years ago and it might have been our first time playing there and they're like what is going on you know but uh now they're like okay cool we know they're gonna <coughs> sorry the seasonal allergies are killing me right now um that they're gonna have this under control you know so legacy is such a, a goofy word and usually you use it in context of bands like the beatles or yes. whatever but it, it's time to look at the legacy of your band right what is it? Is it is it the music? The the chances you took musically? Is it what you did on stage? Is it the community you mentioned earlier with? Yeah, the there's fans? a few things that I'm really proud of. Um, the the main thing and is that I feel like we don't we sound like ourselves, which is really hard to achieve. Um, and I don't really I'm not really sure how we accomplished that. I think it's because we just like you said earlier we didn't really follow many genre rules and. Uh, so now we're at a point where there's a lot of bands out where you could say that band sounds like the Dillinger Escape Plan or this band has a part that sounds like the Dillinger Escape Plan or I'll talk to a band and they'll a younger band and they'll be like oh this is our Dillinger-y part and that's really cool because to me growing up my favorite bands were bands that sounded like nobody where they were instantly identifiable like Primus you know what I mean or something where you could be like that band sounds like Primus or Faith No More sounds like Faith No More um so to be in a band where someone could say you have a, a, there's something that you sound like is really special to me um, the fan base connection that we have is really special to me I don't know 
what causes it, to be honest with you, because, again, we just do what feels natural to us. Um, but I, we're very hands-on with everything we do, and I think maybe people eventually start to be able to tell that there's a fingerprint on everything, whether it's your music to your artwork to the, the to the fact that there's no manager making our social media posts or running our Instagram or anything like that. Those things, I think, all start to leave like a fingerprint for people. And... Uh, I, I don't know like, that we've got you know people that come to see us like 50 times and people say I've seen you guys 50 times and I'm like that's insanity like why you know what I mean I would that, I can't imagine seeing anybody 50 times you know my favorite bands I've only seen like three four or five times at the most and that to me is incredible and I value it more than anything 